0: This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. I'm hoping to prove that within every normal system, there exists an aberration. Something different. Weird Aberration Society Welcome back To Mutual Aberration Society I'm Ryan Jackson Uh, This episode Is a very um, Unique episode From The previous 23 episodes Of Mutual Aberration Society Um, I feel like I wanted to take time to sort of Talk about uh, the things I have going on, uh, specifically, uh, a work in progress, um, something that I plan on putting out in December, uh, which is a novel, um, called Scissor Kill. Now, uh, I primarily, well, I was born a writer, like, I definitely, uh, was, it was just something I could always do, um, but for, like, 13 years, I've been, almost primarily uh involved in screenwriting um now I've dabbled in in sort of prose and I've had little things you know um published in in the past um and and I've always sort of uh gravitated towards fiction um I read a lot of fiction um I read a lot of nonfiction. I just I read a lot in general um on the same scale as probably as much as I uh, watch film. So this is a sort of kind of like a natural progression for me. It's it's also sort of a uh, part of it is is sort of uh, I've reached a certain point in my life, a certain age, uh, which is I've said before in uh, other episodes of the podcast, where, you know, I really feel like um, I want to be sort of a prolific uh artist um both you know in film and in anything anything that I create you know what I mean like I got into this uh to be a filmmaker you know um but I really feel like that's just an extension of of the writing and an extension of sort of my creativity right um and that's definitely um something that is still um going to happen and that's something that I'm definitely uh I have things in the works and things that I'm working on as well. Uh, But what really motivated me to do this is sort of uh, where I'm at at in my life and this idea of like not only being prolific, but uh, not waiting for uh, permission to do something, Uh, which is a big thing for me. You know, um, my experience uh, up to this point as a screenwriter, um, it's always uh, filled with sort of waiting, waiting for the certain certain people to say yes um waiting for certain elements to fall or people to attach to projects um it's all about sort of creating a thing and then sort of uh going setting about on the long arduous path of trying to get people to give you money to make that thing or to convince people to take a chance on this thing you know and that could be very taxing and very tiring for someone um and it's very easy for people to burn out um in the film industry uh for that very reason cuz it is uh like Orson Welles once said it's like film is like i think he said something to the effect of it's it's like 90% hustling you know um I'm paraphrasing and uh, i found that in my in my experience that to be very true um and i don't mind necessarily uh putting forth a lot of energy uh, in making projects that I believe in. Um, but I feel like most times uh, people aren't really doing that. They're just putting a lot of energy into the, into getting a job, you know, um, putting a lot of energy into selling themselves to, you know, uh, known sort of entities and production companies and studios and, you know, um, always auditioning. And um, I'm at a point in my life where I really don't, you know, um, I've never really been that way, I've never really wanted to audition, um, for people, you know, I feel like the work should be the work, right, and the work should speak for itself, uh, so, that's what sort of motivated me to say, you know what, I'm just gonna put this out, I could have made this into a movie, um, I could have, uh, I could have, you know, wrote this as a script, and, you know, tried to make it myself, uh, but really, uh, this this story specifically, uh, it was never it was never uh, intended to be a movie, um, and I do believe in that. I do believe in like creating things for the medium uh, that they're in, um, like in terms of like don't make a movie uh, to turn it into something else, or don't make a, a a a a book to turn it into a movie. Don't make a comic book to turn it into a book. You know all of the things, all of the sort of this in this. Uh, IP-heavy uh, time when it comes to sort of uh, getting projects made. Like, this idea of having, you know, an intellectual property with a built-in audience is so um, appealing for the people with money because, obviously, um, it mitigates risk. You know, it, it it's a CYA thing for those people, right? It's like, oh, you gotta cover your own ass. Like, well, one way of doing that is to uh, develop something and make something that already sort of has an awareness already there. So that's just one less thing that you have to do, right? At least that's the logic and the thinking behind it. Also, you know, it's lazy, and these people sort of like to, to see, um oh, it, someone else has already took a chance on this thing. Like if it's a book that's already been, like been published or it's about to be published or it's a comic book that's popular or whatever, someone's already took the chance. People have already paid their hard-earned money for this thing, so it's just a way for them to sort of, you know, it's a lazy way for them to sort of be like, well, it's a smart investment, right? Um, so I understand, I understand all of that. Um, but again, like this isn't something that like, well, yeah, this is a concept that I probably could have turned into, into a script. It's not something that I wanted to exist as a script. It's really something that I really wanted to use, uh, the the kind of ultimate form, right? it's not kind of, it is. The ultimate form of writing is, is prose, right? Um it's like the top and then everything else, um, is sort of below that. So it's like no, this is something I really wanted to exist as words on a page. Um uh, far too often I feel like uh screenwriters and who write they like they have this sort of uh weird and I'm guilty of this too when I say that, this sort of weird preciousness about uh the uh, the pros of screenplay writing and it's something that like i find kind of like strange because while yes it's important that you take pride in your work right and it's important that you're invested i feel like you have to be invested to make good art right um there is this elephant in the room about screenplay writing where you're writing a blueprint. You're writing something that is not intended to actually be seen by people. It's an internal document. So, you know, it's the it's like the instructions, right? It's an instructions on how to make the thing, right? It's an instruction for the filmmakers, for the cast and crew, to make the ultimate thing that it, this uh, story is going to be, which is a film. So it's kind of strange um, how like, focused on scripts, and how, like, how, like, inside baseball, or, like, how, you know, specific, uh, the world of screenwriting and screenwriters gets when it comes to, like, you know, um, stylistic choices on the page, and, you know, um, things like white space, and bolding your slug lines, and doing sort of the Walter Hill, uh, haiku style, and all of these interesting ways that people sort of, uh, create their scripts or use voice in scripts. Listen, again, I said before I'm guilty of these things. Like I've I've definitely um I've definitely focused on sort of style. Um style's important. Like to me style is always going to be important. Um you know, um but I'm also somebody who who believes in this uh this kind of concept of substance, you know, like I feel like substance without style is kind of boring, right, and I also believe style without substance is also kind of boring, but it's boring in a way uh where on the surface like you can probably f- trick people into thinking oh that, that was that was that was good right, but when it's all sizzle and no steak um it doesn't quite hold up you know upon a closer examination right. So the the goal for for me, and I feel like the goal should be for people making things in general, is to have both, right? Um, It's all about style. You know, I've heard, I think, Brett Easton Ellis say that um, style is everything. um, And I definitely agree. But again, screenplays. It's just very strange to me that style is so talked about and also kind of, has a lot of currency um, in the world of screenwriting specifically. Like, it's strange because while I say that, I do say, like, screenwriting is full of writers with no style, are full of writers who, uh, their idea of style is very similar to their idea of a good term paper. Um, And what I mean by that is, like, there are certain things that people identify as... um, high level are having the sheen of high level uh are well written or let me say expert like there are things that people identify as oh someone who is a master or an expert at x does right and that extends to things beyond writing right but I feel like it's like, you know, people say you put on glasses and that's sort of like uh, it, it it gives people a, a perception that you're smarter when they see you in glasses. Right. It's this kind of same thing that I'm talking about here, the kind of same concept I'm talking about here. And when it comes to screenwriters and sort of the things uh, that they do um, in, in, in in writing scripts where they are like, oh, like if I do this, then the people that are reading that will think, "Oh, this person or this writer, this screenwriter, is good. Or this screenwriter knows their, th- you know, this screenwriter knows three act structure. Or, you know, the, you know, again, like that's why that's why you know this idea of like the hero's journey is so prominent in everything, because it's it's a way for them to measure the quality of something. But again, it's strange to me because, um, you're measuring the quality of something. Um, that's only a blueprint to the ultimate, you know, uh, finished thing. Like, where it's like, okay, well, you can go through all of this, uh, work on the script, um, and then ultimately, like, it can get made by someone and it could be a total mess and it could be completely just the fault of the filmmaker. You know, it could be. You know, the director just made all the wrong choices. The director decided to throw out certain elements of the script. The actors decided, hey, I don't like," you know, let me just, you know, change some lines here and there. And then it sort of removes sort of a lot of the intent probably that was initially uh, there when the script, when the screenwriter originally wrote the thing, right? Um, And I say all that to say, you know, it's just there's a lot of for lack of a better word uh bullshit <laughs> um that's present um in, in Hollywood but you know in 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 screenwriting in screenwriting and filmmaking uh circles right uh and but but I just find myself kind of, you know, as I ramble and and I, I, you know, I know that I'm going to talk about Scissor Kill, um, but again, I have a mic and it's just a solo episode. So, you know, this is my time uh, to run my mouth because, you know, you're doing a whole podcast and the onus is on me to to keep the sort of (laughs) episode going. And I have clearly no problem doing that, but I do want this to be somewhat coherent Um, but yeah, um, the reason I'm specifically highlighting, you know, uh, screenwriting and talk while, when I talk about, you know, uh, this book that I'm doing is because, um, all of the attitudes that permeate, you know, the screenwriting world, um, about what, what constitutes a good script, what constitutes good writing is all to me, um, smoke and mirrors because it's really just a bunch of people, um, putting on sort of uh, an act, which, you know, it's it's, it's appropriate because we're talking about Hollywood, and Hollywood is all about, you know, um, it's the world of acting, it's the world of theater and performance, right, on the big screen, so I think that probably bleeds into every person who does any kind of uh, job in 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 the industry, you know, like, whether you're a fucking, you know, an actor or a director or a... I don't know, um, maybe even people, cinematographers, maybe people ab- above the line and below the line, both probably, uh, have a, you know, some of that in them and sort of that, that performativity, right? Um, but that performativity that I'm speaking to, um, when it comes to, s- to the sort of, uh, when it comes to the, b- the, the attitudes about, you know, um, writers and who's a good writer and whatnot, I feel like, uh, I've just reached a certain point in my life where I find the whole thing to be one giant hoax. You know, like, it's just like, you know, a lot of the things that people say are good, like, when, you re- when you're when you really reading, like, I'm going to say that, when you're really consuming, um, challenging books, I mean, also reading just for leisure, but, like, also, you know, when you read a book, there should be some kind of, I think this, you know, like not every book needs to be this way, but I do feel like uh, there's something to reading a book and having it challenge you, you know, and having you have to sort of uh, absorb the sort of material um, that's in that book and sort of wrap your, not only wrap your mind around it, but um, yeah, it's just, there's something about, you know, reading you know because i know like we live in an era where like reading is frowned upon now by a lot of people you know uh and it's like really it's like if you do, if you don't read like i really think um you can't kind of call yourself an intellectual it's kind of strange how you have a lot of people in silicon valley right they're math people you know they're math people and they, they, some of them will be like i don't read a book and it's like yeah we can tell like it shows in the way that like you know you have things that happen like the FTX guy. And like, this is what happens when, you know, you get these type of gut people, these type of not, like, you know, like it's like you're not an intellectually serious person. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to sound pretentious, but again, again, these people that like love to like talk about how they don't read. Um, and that doesn't necessarily extend to screenwriters, because I know screenwriters, they probably read a lot of scripts, you know, um, but reading a script is not the same thing as reading a a book, it's just not, like, as much as they want to tell themselves that, it's not, right, but as I was saying, like, when you, like, actually read, um, I do feel like it does influence sort of how you read scripts, too, like, and I have a fair amount of, like, you know, I don't really enjoy reading scripts anymore, I've read so many, Um, but from time to time, I will still read scripts, uh but like it's it's I have a good I feel like I have a probably a, a more a better mix than in probably a lot of screenwriters in terms of like the v- what I read, you know what I mean? Both both nonfiction, fiction, screenplays. Um I feel like uh I intentionally, you know, wanna have uh a sort of wider breadth uh of of knowledge when it comes to like the craft of writing. You know, because for me, like, you know, a big uh, for me, a long time, like it was just I just wanted to be good. You know what I mean? Like and I still feel that way. Like uh, I feel like a lot of people just want to be on. Right. They just want to get paid. They just want to make money, you know. And hey, get it. We live in we live under this, you know, uh, a system of capitalism. So, you know, wanting to get paid makes sense because it's detriment to your survival. Correct. Right. Everybody wants to be able to make some money take care of themselves and you know live a decent life and I'm not sort of faulting anyone for trying to do that uh that being said I really do think um there's not a lot of people that just want to be good you know what I mean I feel like that's a small uh percentage of probably screenwriters who just really want to be good and and I feel like I was that guy like I was I just want to be good guy you know what I mean um, and I feel like that was a distinguishing thing for me and a lot of my peers, um, especially when I listen to them talk, you know, especially when I listen to the things that they praised. Even now, like I listen to like a lot of these people, you know, some of them, you know, are very, you know, from there, there's vastly different uh, from they have vastly different um, levels of success. You know, like when I say peers or people like I know people, super talented people who haven't had a lot of you know success are little to any credits, and I know, like, less talents, lesser talents, who have all the success in the world, you know, have multiple movies coming out, TV deals, TV shows, you name it, these, you know, I mean, I've interacted with these people, I know some of these people, um, you know, um, and some of those people, you know, um, actually do have, can write, or or do have some talent, and, and, and they do have pretty, uh, legitimate sort of careers and are able to make money and have things that people like out there in the world. Uh, so it's not just like, Oh, everybody who's making shit is bad. No, no, I'm that's not what I'm saying. You know, I feel like it's very easy for people to misinterpret, you know what I'm saying, because I don't just, I'm not someone who is just going to agree with, uh, whatever the perceived, uh, opinion, um, that people are supposed to have, uh, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm not that, I'm too, I'm too much of a, uh, of a, of a fully foreign person with my own sort of opinions and worldview, uh, to be sort of that, um, that easily susceptible to sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, like, saying whatever, you know, uh, I don't know. I just don't I don't place a lot of stock in sort of these uh, institutions or these sort of gatekeepers. Um like I feel like some of my uh peers do. Um I just really don't place a lot of stock in them because uh I feel like might you know for every, you have to have good taste, right? You have to believe in your taste. That is that is another thing that's very important. You have to really believe in your taste. I believe, in order to be a good writer, uh, or to be good, period, in art, you have to really, uh, believe in your taste, you know what I mean, um, and I just don't feel like a lot of screenwriters have good taste, you know. I think it was, uh, I'm trying to remember the screenwriter who said, uh, he said something about like on reading on writing magazine and like uh uh he said it's funny cuz when you read on writing magazine the first thing that comes you see is like oh like most of these people can't write um and i feel like you know um this should be actually you know hearing hearing me say this to the listeners whoever's listening to this who may uh want to be a screenwriter or has any interest in writing in general um, you should take this as a positive because screenwriting is, um, and honestly, prose, because, you know, there's a, this, there, we're seeing this in the literary world, too. This isn't exclusive to, to sort of Hollywood, but you don't have to be good to have a career. You don't have to be good to make money doing this. So that should be encouraging to you. You know what I mean? That, that, that in my opinion, like like people hear me say that and they'll be like, oh, you sound, you know, like... I'm, no, no, no. Listen, if, if I'm saying like, no, no, you don't... It's like people are making... are are making things out there and they're not really good but they they're able to sort of carve out uh, a creative career for themselves then you should use that as some encouragement like like oh okay well I don't you don't have to be you know uh the best in the world to do this you know um it's but I just you know want people to sort of uh know that like if you want to do this you know um by all means do it I'm not telling anybody to stop I'm not telling anybody stop. You know, life is too short. Do what do what you want to do while you're here. But what I will say is, always ask yourself why it is you're doing the things you're doing, because that's a question I ask myself all the time. Um, and when it comes to writing this book, which I swear I'm going to talk about, um, I ask myself that question: Why am I doing this? You know, why am why why am I uh, why why why? And and the answers that I had for myself, um, they were pretty. Sound and and made a lot of sense when I answered them, um, and it's this. It's time, like you know what I mean. It's like I want to start, the, or end the year and start the year um, with something, putting something out there and using that as sort of the kickstart uh, to sort of the momentum that I want to have moving forward for the next ten years. Because the next ten years for me um, are really vital in terms of my creative. I mean, in my life in general, but also my creative life, right? Like, uh, I'm really, um, trying to, to really just be the kind of, um, the kind of writer and filmmaker and creative, you know, I know (laughs) I roll my eyes when I say creative, but whatever, uh, it applies, um, to be that kind of, that kind of creator, uh, that I've always sort of, uh, felt I was, but also sort of, uh, envisioned myself being, when I was a young kid, just making shit, you know what I mean, like, um, there's something to, to, to the, that, that sort of, uh, kind of person who just, uh, doesn't wait for permission, um, is the sort of engine of all of their output. You know what I mean? As opposed to having uh, other people be the engine. I feel like for a long time um, I've existed and I kind of still kind of exist this way as someone who uh, can come in and do a thing for people. Like, you know, like somebody has a project that they need um, or want realized and they'll, they'll come to me. You know what I mean? Because oh, like hey, Ryan, you want to want to do this? Oh, hey, you know, they would come in and grab me. And again, that's a very mercenary skill set that I. Uh, and it's not; it's kind of different. It's very different. Like it, it it is a professional muscle. You know that one that I've I've uh, one that I've developed. You know where I, I if you give me if you pay me and you give me time, I can I can do what you need me to do. You know, um, we can get something done. Um, but that's almost a little different, um, or kind of vastly different from like me sitting down and making something, um, that's completely of my own creation. That's completely, uh, from me, you know, um, There's similarities for sure, because at at the end of the day, you know, you have to impose deadlines um, for yourself, which is, again, another reason why I'm doing this. I'm imposing a deadline of releasing this in December um, uh, for that very reason, because it's like, yo, you really need to to sort of uh, light the fire under your ass or it's going to go by. You know, Um, so another reason why I'm doing a podcast about this, too, is 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 to sort of hold myself accountable as well. It's like, um, you know, I'm going to put you know, uh, uh, the, the, the necessary effort that I need to, um, because, you know, I really am invested in this is something for me and I really, you know, but I'm also like not gonna completely handcuff myself either because I do love, uh, I do love things that are sort of like imperfect. That's another aspect that kind of excites me. Like this idea of like it, the, putting this thing out that's kind of like, this will be my, my first book, right? Like, um, you know, and 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 there's something about a first book that has to, you know, that can be a little, a little sloppy. You know, that can be, you know, not sloppy like, oh my God, what this person is can't even string together a coherent sentence. Uh, but like just there's a certain like, you know, there's certain things like the first time you do something, you know, it's like, you know, and it has sort of those qualities to like, almost like the qualities that that are 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 messy. You know, that are that are you know, uh, I don't know, there's life, like, life is a good word, you know, like, I want this, this book to have that, uh, element, you know, uh, throughout it, but, you know, um, also, you know, I want it to be, you know, uh, an enjoyable read, um, and I could get pretentious with it, you know, I I just, I don't want to be, like, one of those writers who's just, like, completely frozen, by fear in terms of like uh er, er, you know everything needs to be you know a pulitzer a pulitzer <laughs> uh, a, a surprise winning uh fucking novel or or uh, an o- oscar worthy uh film like first of all i've said this before and you, you know if anybody else has listened to this podcast like i don't place any stock in like the academy like i feel like the oscars you know um they're not indicative of a film's quality, uh, you know what I mean? Not anymore, uh, if they ever were. Uh, and I guess, you know, something uh, something like the Pulitzer isn't necessarily either, you know. Um, but there's a lot, people put a lot of weight in a lot of stock, and there is actual material benefits from, you know, getting those types of acknowledgements in our society, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, so I'm not going to completely discount with those realities either. But I will say um, I don't play stock in them because I play stock in the work, you know. And again, it comes back to what I've already said, which is, you know, I, you know, asking yourself why you're doing things. And it's like every time I make something, you know, I'm asking myself, why am I doing it? You know, that keeps my motivations pure. You know, that keeps my motivations, you know, lets me know, like if I'm on some bullshit. Right. Well, you know, you've already asked yourself that question. Like, you know, you know, like, why are you doing this? And if it's like, oh, I'm doing this because you know I want to be famous or I want to I want to uh I want to have a a uh, a blind deal with the, the I want to do a Marvel movie you know like first of all if you want to do a Marvel movie uh god bless you know I don't think I don't think you know I don't think this is the podcast that you should probably listen to because I'm going to talk shit about Marvel movies and I do talk shit about Marvel movies uh because I don't really uh vibe with You know i'm 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 team scorsese i'm team tarantino you know like when they say you know you know tarantino recently said something uh to the effect of like i don't want to do an mcu film because i'm not taking a job you know what i mean and then there you know people got you know certain people that's the, the the usual suspects the people that would get upset about that uh did you know what i mean um but again, those are the those are, you know, either clout chasers are sort of uh, industry um, industry animals. I guess what I call animals of the industry, certain people in L.A., Hollywood types, which are also clout chasers, because let's be honest, like Hollywood is uh, the. the It is it is it is the. Mecca of clout chasing and <laughs> it is the Mecca for clout chasers. Right. So, I mean it makes perfect sense why, uh, uh, sort of, uh, the predictable people who got upset about, you know, these, these, uh, a- a- auteur directors, uh, not necessarily having, uh, the glowing positive, uh, opinions about, you know, MCU and these Marvel properties. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not in, I'm not in to, you know, I didn't get into this to sort of, be that kind of you know uh writer that kind of filmmaker that kind of artist uh I got into this because you know I, this is really th- the one thing that I can do you know I I've, I've done everything in terms of weird odd jobs but you know this is the one sort of skill set that I've really nurtured and developed and honestly this is the one thing that like you know um you know, I have other talents, but this is literally a calling for me, this is literally an ability and a talent that I, I, that I have, you know, I'm not, but I'm not gonna sit here on, on my podcast and claim that, like, oh, I'm the most talented motherfucker, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, but I know that I do have some talent, I know that I do know how to write, you know what I'm saying, that, am I capable of writing some bad shit, of course, everybody's capable of writing bad shit, I mean, that's, that's, you know what I mean, um, but, you know, there's something always interesting about, uh, a bad film from a talented filmmaker, you know, it's the same thing, a bad book from a talented writer. Like there's always something interesting there. You know what I'm saying? Even in the misses, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's one of those things where you've really got to put your, you got to put yourself out there. Um, so, you know, that's a big motivation for me to make, uh, sort of throw my hat into the ring with the rest of these people. I know so many people who have put out, you know, self-published things or things through certain, uh, you know, art, things published i know people who have published the big four and i'm like i'm like i read their stuff and i'm like yeah you know what i mean it's like and it's like but more power to them because they went out and did it it's like go ahead you know you're you're only around i mean i believe that you know not to get too sort of uh i don't know abstract or get too sort of um mystical or, or 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 whatever uh but i do believe that you know we don't, we may come around more than once, you know, we, this may be a video game, who fucking knows, you may, you may get old, you know, pass away, and then boop, the shit starts over, we really don't know, but, um, for all that we know, you know, we do know that we're here now, right, and there, we don't have any knowledge of, of, uh, what, what comes next, so it's best to make the most of the time that you have, right, Uh why you're here, so, um, fuck it, if you want to make something, make it, you know, um, Regardless, like, so I should shout out to everybody who's made made something like it doesn't even matter if it's not good. It doesn't matter if no one's uh, bought it. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, any if everyone hates it, because at the end of the day, you did it right. You did it right. So shout out to you regardless. Um, I I feel like you should have higher aspirations, though, and and those aspirations don't necessarily need to be uh, completely geared toward your success those aspirations should be geared toward the success of the work and what you set out to do with the work in terms of like, uh, uh, and again, this isn't what you set out to do with the work could be obviously uh, make money. I'm not saying that, you know, um, but I mean um, more on the side of uh, what you set out to do artistically with the work, you know, like, are you achieving, Uh, The sort of thing that you wanted to achieve when you sat down to make this thing, you know, Um, those should be sort of the goals uh, at the forefront of your mind when you create some shit. Right. And that's definitely the at the forefront of my mind. But this is also uh, a race for me because I'm like, okay, so uh, this book Scissor Kill that I'm putting out in December, um, I'm going to use this podcast to say that right now the date is going to be December 30th that I want to have this book out. Um, right now as I record this podcast, um, which will be out tomorrow, um, it's Wednesday, which is November 30th. So literally, uh, 30 days from now, um, Scissor Kill will be, uh, out in the world in some form, right, like, I plan to, to put out an ebook in, a, in a you phys, know, in physicals, and I got a lot of work to do, this is a challenge, I have a lot of work to do, um, I've never done this before, and, and, like, yes, there, I could have went a lot of ways with this, I could have, I could have, I could have queried this, I could have hit up, uh, my old literary manager, and had her, you know, take this out, I could have went to indie presses, I could have submitted, I could have did all that, but again, I was talking to Grant about this, um, on my last podcast, it's like, why wait, you know, like why, why would I, you know, you know, even if I, you know, submitted and they were like, okay, cool, we want it, then you got to wait, you know, however long, you know, it could be six months, it could be a year, it could be whatever, you know, um, let alone if you, if you got a, you know, if you were lucky enough to get, uh, a book deal with like a big four or whatever, you know, like shit, that could be a year, two years, who knows, you know what I mean? I mean, you'll get in advance, that'd be nice but this idea of not waiting and this idea of like the next 10 years of my life um that was the motivating factor like and it's also like uh yeah I just really want to put something out and then you know I have other things that I've got going on um writing writing paid stuff that I'm doing um but also stuff that I'm doing uh film wise and you know that I really want I have I have a A project that I've been working on forever uh, with a friend of mine that I definitely um, am going to finish, Um, and then I have this other project that is completely not even fully—it's not even fully hashed out. um, But it's, and it's not even—I haven't even written, I haven't even like hit, I haven't even typed fade in on it um, yet. but it's geared towards like okay this is something i want to just straight up go and make myself direct you know uh write it direct it shoot it by any means and then move forward um so scissor kill is sort of the 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 piece of work that's uh i'm using to sort of uh kick off um everything moving forward you know what i mean um to kick off these next, uh, 10 years or so. Um, and, and then the, the momentum, um, uh, that I want to build, uh, is, is going to come from this novel. Now, uh, to talk a little bit about this novel, uh, and what it is, um, it is a crime novel, uh, but it is also, um, horror novel, it kind of walks that line, it has elements of horror in it, um, I mean, by the title alone, um, um, I mean, uh, I've shared, I shared sort of some of the, like, mock-up, you know, cover art, and, like, the back cover art, um, which kind of tells the brief, uh, sort of, uh, if you want to call it a log line or a synopsis, (laughs) uh, uh, on the back of the book, um, but, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll read that. Um I, I I you know, it's interesting. I do want I do want people to check this out. I do hope people enjoy this when it's out there and, and in the world. Uh f- but I'm also sort of like um I, I do wanna I'm I'm trying to keep this I'm trying to keep the surprises uh uh that I have planned in this book in the book and sort of like just tell enough of of of, of what the book is to get to pique in people's interest, to open it up, but on the back of my the book, I have um, Rocky and Jazz rob the wrong people of a lot of money. Now there is a hitman with a gym bag full of scissors out there, cutting a path of blood in search of them. So that kind of paints a quick, brief little picture of you know the sort of crime elements and and, and the sort of horror elements because you you have uh, two guys who rob some people, you know, um, for some money um, and that's great, they got a lot of money now, right, but now, um, people are looking for them, and now they've sent somebody for them, and, uh, it's not just your everyday, you know, it's bad enough to have a hitman after you, but, uh, this specific hitman, this hitman who carries a a gym bag full of scissors, of all kinds of scissors, um, uh, who, does a lot of horrible, awful things with those scissors and plans to do that with uh, the characters, our protagonist of, the, of, of, of Scissor Kill. Um, uh, he plans to do some, some pretty nasty things to them. Um, and he does uh, do some nasty things to anyone in his way. Uh, so that's a pretty, you know, standard genre setup, right? Um, now, uh, it's all about the execution Pun intended, right? <laughs> uh uh it's all about the execution of this this type of story. Um, but this type of story is ripe for sort of uh for for, for for a novel, you know what I mean? Like because you could write this as a script, but it would turn into a slasher. And I don't really wanna do a slasher. Um shout out to Stephen Graham Jones, by the way, who's 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 written uh who loves slasher films and has is the literary uh sort of I don't know, when it comes to writing slashers, he's kind of like He's like the literary equivalent of 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 of, of uh, I don't know Michael Jordan at <laughs> when it comes to writing slashers, uh, it seems like that because he really has a love for it and also um, uh. Slashers, uh, I don't know. Like slashers are, are they have a specific structure that is very film centric, but he's managed to sort of uh comport uh, that structure into prose and. Do new things with it right um I don't necessarily view scissor kill as a slasher uh in the sense that I'm mirroring a structure that is uh similar to the structure that was created uh, by the subgenre um of horror movie uh, for sure that's not really what I'm setting out to do with this um what I'm setting out to do with this is kind of a little bit more skewed towards my weird sort of taste as all work that you do should be right from, from, from if you're an artist, right? The work should be specific to you and sort of your sort of, uh, not only your taste, but your interest and your, 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 uh, idiosyncrasies. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I plan on really, uh, kind of just exploring, um, a lot of the sort of just weird, uh, digressions and, uh, topics and, I don't know, uh, things that, things that tend to interest me that I feel like will be, rather are reoccurring, uh, themes and, uh, motifs and, and sort of everything that I seem to make, but, but doing it in a way that's, like, even more, uh, uh i don't know unburdened by sort of the constraints of like the the sort of uh uh envelope of film you know what i mean um yeah as i talk uh, i look up at my tv screen cuz i have the lakers um you know i'm a lakers fan i have the lakers on uh but I felt like it was just important that I, I, I do a solo episode, but it's kind of strange to talk into a microphone by yourself. You know. Every time I do it, it's one of those things where I'm like I don't know, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking to myself because I guess I really am, right? I mean technically I'm talking to whoever's listening to this, right? Technically I guess I'm talking to my laptop. I'm talking into a microphone. Um technically I'm talking about uh it's not technically I am I am talking about something that I'm, I'm I'm putting out so in a way this is a form of uh self-promotion right I mean a podcast in and of itself is self-promotion right yeah see these are the type of uh, existential questions that you ask yourself on a solo podcast uh the last time I did a solo podcast was because I was in Atlanta um and I just really didn't want to schedule a guest and I do have a few guests uh scheduled or are tentatively scheduled coming up uh one of them being uh a podcaster on a podcast that I've been a fan of for a long time and I might end up doing that that might end up being the first in-person podcast I ever record uh which is going to be interesting so that's something to look forward to um I won't uh spill the beans on who that is yet uh but but we've spoken um and talked about doing it in person and and and, and the person was who who, who i want to have on is uh said yeah we can definitely do that we can we can do that in person like uh we, we could do it uh at my office or we can do it uh somewhere you would like it's whatever so so that is something that i'm trying to uh iron out uh for a december um as well, um, I'm going to continue to drop podcast as I continue to work, uh, not only on gigs to support myself in terms of writing and otherwise, but also on projects, uh, creative projects like Scissor Kill, um, I feel like the podcast shouldn't stop, you know what I mean, um, the podcast shouldn't stop because, uh, you got a lot of shit going on, you know what I mean, um, that's the best, a big reason why, um, I stopped doing a podcast, uh, with, uh, a former co-host because, you know, ultimately what I, I feel like, um, we're, you know, I'm at a certain point in my life, um, at a certain age in my life where if I'm going to do something, then I'm just, I'm going to do it. Like I'm committed, like I'm all, I'm all the way in, um, You know, like, podcasts are an interesting medium. You know, um, I could sit here and I could be funny. You know what I mean? If I wanted to, I could do a podcast where I just do jokes and jokes and jokes. You know, I can do, I can mimic the formats of different popular styles of podcasts. But, like, to me, it's like, what's cool about podcasts is this DIY sort of punk sort of aesthetic. You know what I mean? Um, That's why Mutual Aberration Society is this weird thing. It's like, my podcast is so strange in terms of, like, like, you know, there's other podcasts that do similar things, I guess. But like, again, it's this podcast is so geared to me, Ryan, like that. It's like, it doesn't necessarily matter like what I do or what other podcasts do. Like it's so driven by me and and sort of my own sort of interest in my own sort of weird, uh, hangups. And if you want hangups, not the right word, but my own sort of, uh, again, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a weird guy, no, uh, I'm not a weird guy, well, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm kind of weird, um, but not in the way where it's like, there's a difference between being a little weird, and there's, and then there's weirdos, I'm not a weirdo, um, but I'm definitely weird, and because I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm, again, I am I'm not a normie, you know, again, I know that word is, it words kind of, saying normie a lot, is it, it I feel like it's kind of becoming a little cringe, you know? I don't know if it's quite there yet but I don't know. Um but it, it people there normie is a thing. Pe- there are normies out there and there is normie culture and then there's culture that is sort of outside of that. And there's it, you know there's you know um and again like I make this podcast because I'm more interested in the fringes, you know? What I mean, I'm more interested in fringe art, I'm more interested in fringe uh sort of things and subcultures and sort of the things bubbling under the surface. Um um uh, Yeah, yeah, I like to talk about movies, you know, Um, I, 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 you know, um, I know people, (laughs) I know people may, may not necessarily think a podcast, I mean, first of all, podcasts about movies are, you know, there's a million of them, right, right, we know that, and there's a lot of podcasts to talk about all sorts of fucking movies, and, and there's people that, like, listen to to these podcasts, because they have big audiences, Um, and those are all, those are fine, listen to whatever the hell you want to, right, like, um, but, I wasn't necessarily interested in making that kind of podcast, even though a big aspect of this podcast does, does do that. A big a a big aspect of of my podcast talks about film. Um, and we'll continue to talk about film, but I also will talk about, I will talk about, uh, fiction. I will talk about, you know, anime. like we did, I did an episode about, uh, cyberpunk. Um, I'll have on filmmakers. I'll have on, you know, musicians, artists, rappers, Directors, uh, journalists—I don't know—I'll have on people that I people that I feel like have an interesting viewpoint, interesting perspective to talk about things that I find interesting and in, in uh, with interesting perspectives. You know, <laughs> be be that a film, be that whatever. Um, uh, but it's all filtered through sort of my lens, you know, of my very uh, strong, nearsighted prescription lenses uh when I don't have my contacts in it's all filtered through that lens are those lenses um so it's like it doesn't really matter what other kind of podcasts are out there because um ultimately like the the the, the, the identity of this podcast is sort of the unique fingerprint of this podcast is uh that perspective that I have and I feel like that's the difference uh, for all the good, po- I, there's so many good podcasts out there. I listen to so many, uh, cool and interesting podcasts. Um, some of the, some of the podcasts that I listen to, I reference a lot in this podcast and I've had some of, some guests on who have podcasts that I, you know, are, are are part of those podcasts that I listen to. So there's a lot of shout out to all the great podcasts out there. Um, and those podcasts are cool because it's uniquely those people, um, And what's cool about Scissor Kill (laughs) that's coming out December 30th is that it's uniquely me. Um, So. Please, guys. uh, When it when it does come out, um, please check it out. Give it a read. Um, I'm not begging you now. I'm not one of those people beg. Please check my shit out. But no, like definitely I'm making it for people to check it out. So uh, when it comes out uh give it a read you know um and yeah i'm i'll promote it i'll I'll do the certain things i'm gonna start um my patron uh, my mutual aberration society uh patron uh patreon well <laughs> i'm going to start my uh patreon soon here and i might i might do a tier where like uh patrons get a free ebook you know a free digital copy of scissor kill that might be something um, well that's definitely something I'm seriously considering doing coming up but there's just a lot for me to do there's so so much so much for me to do Um, I'm kind of like you know it's fun like creating is fun but the dread for me comes with the time like you know what I mean like uh, I know that like people like talk about hating writing I don't hate writing like that's to say I hate writing is, is, is a mischaracterization I hate um, not having adequate time, um, uh, but guess what, it's always like that, and that's sort of, that should be reflective in Scissor Kill, and it should be reflective in the work, like, having to create, uh, something, uh, imposing these sort of deadlines, or having life impose, uh, sort of deadlines for you, because it's like, yo, you, you still got to support yourself you still got other responsibilities you still got other things to do but you you have a window of time to create right and sort of the th- what you create during that window of time should be reflective in the work you know if it comes out in a burst if it comes out like a like a uh, in some sort of uh, feverish sprint like I feel like uh, that should exist in the work like I don't think that should be edited completely out you know I feel like a lot of times people will do that and then they'll edit that that aspect of the of the of the work out and I don't want that I want to I mean definitely refine definitely tweak definitely make it you know uh, as good as you can but like while retaining sort of that aspect or that element of how uh, your mindset or your mind state uh, was when you created it Uh, so that will definitely be um, present in this book uh, for sure, because I'm definitely, uh, like I said, um, it's almost midnight, so it's about to be the first, so I'm really looking at, like, where I'm at in this book, and it's not, I might as well be at page one, I might as well be, you know what I'm saying, uh, I might as well be, uh, and that's exciting to me, you know what I mean, um, this is a book, and this is an idea that I've had just sitting for a while, um, and I'm definitely, um, been tinkering and been chipping away. Uh, but now the real work, uh, is really going to get in 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 a a way that I haven't been since I started or since this idea became, uh, a thing that I decided I was going to do. Um, now it's getting real. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of, uh, kind of, I'm a low, I'm a low key nervous a little bit about, about this, about this, uh, this thing, but I'm gonna do it, and it's, and it's something that, like, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's going to be one of many, so, um, yeah, but I'm excited, um, and I don't, I don't hate writing, I, I hate, I hate the monotony of, uh, or the, uh, the, sort of, the, the rat race, uh, of, sort of, everyday life, that, uh, if you're not sort of, uh, let's be honest. I'm not a, I don't have a bad life. I have a pretty good life. Um, I'm not a privileged person, but I have more privileges, uh, than some people, you know what I mean? Like there's certain aspects to my life that I can look at and point to and be like, Hey, I've got this that in somebody I know doesn't have, you know, um, that they would probably love to have certain scenarios or certain situations that I, that I have currently, that they would view as like a leg up. Right. Um, so I'm not somebody who's com- completely like, uh, unaware of those things or, 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 have my head up so far up my ass that I can't acknowledge, you know, sort of the good sort of, uh, situations or aspects of my, of, of my situation specifically that give me sort of, uh, everyone has some kind of privilege. Let me put it that way. Everyone has, you know, some kind of privilege, and I'm not trying to make this about privilege discourse, because I fucking hate privilege discourse, but I just mean privilege in the most broad sense that you can say the word privilege, uh, but I will just say this, like, I've, I've, I've led a very, I've taken a lot of losses, you know, I've, 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 I've had, I've had a, I've had to fall down, I've gotten my scars, I've had to lick my wounds, um, I've I've paid the price for the sort of kind of life that I've been able to sort of uh eke out, you know. Um uh and I want more. You know what I'm saying? Um I want more. I want I wanna take care of my family um in in in, in a way in ways that uh e- even better than I can even better than I have been. I'm somebody who I'm always gonna Take care of those that I care about, and, and 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 do the things that I need to do for the people that I love and care about. But I also want to be able to, you know, and again, this is maybe this is this oh idealistic, you know, motherfucker Ryan who live who 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 has this di- you know who believes in this idea of a utopia and all this. What, well, you know, hey, guilty as charged. I'm also going to be able to be in a position to help people who have no fucking uh, connection to me, um, because ultimately. We all have connection to each other, whether we acknowledge that or not. We're all on this planet together. Um, Yes, there's eight billion of us. That's a lot of motherfuckers. Um, Yes, you can get sidetracked by not being focused on sort of, uh, you know, um, your immediate situation, your personal situation in the the situation of those who uh, depend upon you or those who uh, count on you, right? I mean, listen, I don't you don't have to say that, but you do have to say that because people when you when when you make statements like I just made about helping uh, people that even you have no connection to or just, you know, this idea of like you're, f- you know, doing good for your f- fellow man. And, you know, um, w- whenever you say that kind of thing, there will be the arguments or the pushback from from people where you're, you're like can't do that, like, you just got to worry about your, you know, the people that you're going to worry about, you'll drive yourself crazy, and I'm like, first of all, you don't have to tell me that, I feel like the society that we live under sort of is, creates the conditions where that is a necessity in order for you to fucking survive, you know what I mean, Um, so, don't act, I'm not naive in that respect, I understand that, I understand, like, the world that I live in, I understand the conditions that are, that surround me, Um, but I'm I'm idealistic, I want to be idealistic, I feel like if, I'm a fucking writer, you should be idealistic. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a creative person, again, I always say this, you got to have an opinion, but you should be idealistic. So, you know, color me idealistic. Um, I want to do more. I want to create things. I want to be able to take care of uh, uh, the people that I love and care about. I want to be able to do things that help people, Um, not just make stuff. You know, I do want to just, I want to make stuff, but I also want to help people. Um, You know, uh, life is about the, the relationships you have with others. That's what it's about. It's not just about yourself um, and, and get your head out your ass, you know what I mean, um, so, if this podcast, this, this sort of, uh, solo episode about, you know, um uh, scissor kill, and the things that I, Ryan Jackson, again, I'm speaking in the third person, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I've, spe- I've spoken to third person several times, and each time I've done it, I've acknowledged it in my head, like, dude, you're speaking in third person, but, you know, sue me, you know, um, uh, the point of the point of this is 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 yeah. Hopefully, this episode uh, not only gets you know uh, primes people and 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 puts the bug in your ear about like my upcoming uh, book, but it also inspires you. Hopefully, by the end of this, if you made it this far, it inspires you to fucking be like, you know what, Ryan's doing it. Fuck it, like, I'll just do whatever it is you want to do book, movie, whatever, just do it, like, just fucking do it, you don't have to wait for permission, trust yourself, trust yourself, explicitly trust yourself, Um, and sometimes, hey, are you gonna be able to do everything that you wanna do to the fucking, uh, to the extent that you would, yes, you you know why, because if if you don't, if you lack the funds, right, if you lack the resources, make that part of the fucking aesthetic, you know what I'm saying, make that part of the work, embrace it, figure it out. Because ultimately, like, this is another reason why I wanted to do and put this out this way is I want to do everything because I want to know, I want to know what it takes. You know what I'm saying? so the next thing I do, if I do decide to go the more traditional route or go somewhere, you know, go through an indie press or whatever, like, you're not going to be able to bullshit me because I know the prices. Shout out to Jay-Z. You know that's a Jay Z line. You know, capitalist Jay Z, who's never <laughs> done a thing to uh, help me ever. But fuck it, <laughs> uh, it's totally random. Um, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's good to know. I had I had a friend of mine uh, offered to like, you're like, let me do the cover. I'm like, no, 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 I want to do this. Like, I want I want this. I want this handmade quality. I want this. You know, I want <clears throat> to put my fingerprint on it. Like, don't. I'm not above collaborating. I'm not a. Abo- I'm not saying that. Hey, I might get down to the, to the, toward the finish line, and be like, hey, I might call in somebody, and be like, hey, can you, you know, can you do this, can you, you know, um, I might have people do some work on my book, you know what I'm saying, in terms of copy editing, and uh, we'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna have somebody copy edit it, I'm definitely gonna probably, uh, de- uh, you know, I'm um, but even, even artwork shit, I might, you know, I will, so, I might uh, solicit some help, and uh, uh, as I try and get this book out, um, by this, uh, or a uh, The deadline that i've now imposed uh to anybody who's listening to this podcast if this is a low uh a a, a low downloaded podcast um then hey maybe that's less people (laughs) i'm already thinking of ways to bail out like well maybe maybe only a few people listen to this only those few people will know that i bailed out but no it's coming out um it's uh, scissor kills coming guys um And also more episodes of Mutual Aberration Society is coming. The patrons, the Patreons coming. Um, More art is coming. Uh, Good things are coming. Um, So, yeah. uh, As always, I don't know how to end episodes. And ironically, that's become how I end episodes. So. I do know how to end them. It's over. Peace. Scissor Kill, December 30th. Thank